Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi there, listeners. This is Peter Hunt. I'm back in the proper lookout briefly to introduce this week's topic. As you may recall, and particularly if you heard the last episode, number 60, which dealt with the Supreme Court decision in Singh, you'll know that we conducted a masterclass here at McCabe Kerwood on the 17th of September 2019. On the panel were myself, Andrew Stone SC and Belinda Cassidy, and also giving props to our two hosts, Paul Wallahan and Vid Dragomirovich. The first question posed to the panel was how the scheme had been operating now that we're approaching the second anniversary of the introduction to Maya. So I'll shortly play the panel's response, dominated by Andrew Stone and Belinda Cassidy. The first voice you'll hear is that of Vid posing the question to the panel. So here we go. As we approach the two-year anniversary of the commencement of the Maya, what are your thoughts so far on how the scheme is performing? Are decisions with respect to liability and statutory benefits being made on time? Are benefits being paid faster? I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that question. Perhaps somebody from Sirius should be here answering that. But having read the scheme performance reports that are published on the CIRA website, including the, if you haven't looked at it, the comparative review of insurers. Mm. I think payments are being made on time. I think they're being made early. What I find fascinating is that insurers are actually paying before they've got a claim. I don't know how they work that out, but anyway, apparently that is, that's happening and happening in, in quite a significant number of cases. So that's a good thing. If the aim of this act is to get treatment to people early and get them back to work, back to the best recovery they can, then I think that's fantastic. There are well and truly some teething problems, if I could be polite. We've got clients who've been overpaid, we've got clients who've been underpaid, we've got complications with payments, we've had a claims officer tell our client to go to Centrelink because really it's all too hard and they can't sort out, they can't work out how much the pre-average weekly earnings should be and they've retained not one but now two accountants to provide an advice on someone who is working on a commission basis. I think one of the other big problems, if I was ever going to criticise CIRA, maybe an extra year in the lead up to this Act would have been good because I think the Act came in probably too quickly before a lot of the research and work had been done in preparing for it. So, you know, even last week, a raft of guidance notes and some guidance material has been issued. Well, why? And sorry, draft circulated, in draft. not issued. Draft circulated, not issued. Thank you, Andrew. So I think that sort of thing. We're all sort of. We seem to be constantly catching up, and I don't think that's a particularly good look. And it would have been a good thing if that had happened earlier. There are statutory issues. Peter's going to talk about pure mental harm. Andrew's going to talk about blameless accident issues. There are inconsistent wording. Uh, there's some inconsistent wording in the act which just increases the number of disputes. There's some sloppy, maybe? Lazy. Lazy drafting. Costs. I think costs, you know, I know I'm a lawyer and therefore I've got a bit of self-interest. 
but I think the costs regime is mean in the extreme and in a scheme that is so complicated, I think that is hindering the access to justice of both insurers and claimants. And I think those are my sort of opening thoughts. Can I add to that list tax? It's crazy that we don't have a clear and definitive answer for yeah. claimants. You're getting this money and here's the tax implications of it. Now, is this being paid on a net basis? Is it being paid on a gross basis? Does it depend who you are? Is tax coming out? Is tax not coming out? We should have had an answer for that for people on day one, and we are two years in, and I still don't know the bloody answer to that question. You know, Syria have been engaged in discussions with the tax office. There's still not a clear answer. And the idea that the injured are being told, go and see your accountant, hello, you know, not everybody has an accountant. Some people you know, have H&R Block once a year at the cheapest rate possible. Go and see your accountant to advise the tax implications of this. That ought never be the answer. You know, it's Syria's scheme. They should have an answer on the tax implications. And the fact that there's not a clear answer by now, I appreciate they're not the tax office. I appreciate they don't set federal tax policy, but work that out before you impose the scheme on anybody. So that would be my biggest criticism of where it's not worked in the first two years, is not having a clear answer on that for people from day one. Do you have a view, Andrew, where that might land? It's very interesting. I keep hearing different rumours. No, I really don't know where it's up to. I wouldn't like to speculate. Uh, my understanding is I think it's either a merit review. I think it's probably a merit review matter mm. um, determined last week or the week before about that. I don't know. I can't remember the but answer. That can't bind the tax office. It can't bind the tax office, but it's about whether insurers should be paying. Mm. And I don't know whether it's published yet. I haven't been through the 15 published decisions, if you're not mm. aware of that. Um, Sarah are now publishing decisions and the first 15 went up on over right. the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that discussion. There are some interesting issues with regard to the calculations of PAWE, particularly the tax position when it comes to weekly payments under Maya. I've um, tried to find the DRS decision referred to by Belinda and by Andrew, but it does not appear to be on the CIRA website. Once I have my hands on the DRS um, decision in question, we may well record a separate podcast on that issue because it's certainly very topical. The issue being whether weekly payments are paid on a gross or a net basis and if there's any change when it comes to the third entitlement period. So stay tuned for that discussion. In the meantime, if you have any feedback or any questions, let us at the team know. Until then, thanks for listening and all the best. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.